Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, very well. You're peppy today. Well, yes, you took me by surprise. I thought we were going to pray before we started. Oh, we didn't pray. Okay, well, let's pray on the podcast. We usually pray before, but we're going to, you're right. Let's do it right now. Okay. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this day that you've given to us. Lord God, thank you for giving us this opportunity to, uh, to record this podcast. And we pray, God, Lord, use us. Put us to use as your servants to be a blessing and to reach someone out there today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sorry, I jumped the gun there. That's okay. Okay, that's okay. All right. Well, it is what? It is Monday, it the is 25th Monday. of April. So we're really excited. I am finally oh. done. I was uh, <laughs> I was journaling about that today in my Bible journal. It's uh-huh. been 13 straight weeks of just one thing right after another. And so <laughs> I feel like this last Sunday with Confirmation Sunday, I kind of crossed the finish line. And now I can just... Oh, can Breathe. Just relax. Yes. Well, that's good. Yeah. So thirteen. We oh oh because it was Lent. Yes, it's been such yeah, a long. I was like, what that, has happened? Right, because it, it goes all the way back to mid January. We had oh. a council retreat in mid January, and since then I've just been just going, 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 just going. Uh, well, my so, watch says take a break. Actually, it just said take a break. My watch did. Well, it usually doesn't do that. So that's, that's what you're talking about. But yeah. anyways, um, yes. So we've gotten into that before. But yesterday was confirmation Sunday. It was. It was a great Sunday too. We had nine students confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was very exciting. You know, I, I always enjoy watching them stand up and confirm their faith in Jesus. I right. think it's fantastic for them to have a, a time in their life, you know, a moment in their life when they were stand up and counted for the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good for the church too to mm-hmm. see uh, to see people stand up and make a personal declaration of faith in Jesus. Yes, so it went very well. It went very well, and it was. Uh, that was a great Sunday. Good, yeah. So. And we are in Easter tide. Easter tide. Wow, that's old school. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what it's called. We're yeah. in the season yeah. of the church year between Easter and Pentecost. It's fifty days. Yep. And this is when Jesus was revealing Himself as the risen Lord, and more and more people came to meet Him or knew someone who met Him. Or, right. Right. right? And so for the for forty days from Easter till uh, Ascension. Uh, Jesus appeared to many disciples yes, 40 and, days and, for that. and many in sundry places. And then 10 days later, the Holy Spirit came down upon uh, the apostles. So, yes. Yeah, so oh, so the, right. So there was 10 days between. Right. But it's oh, okay. a total of 50 days. Yeah, yeah, Easter right. But there were 10 days. Right. I never really thought about that. Yeah, well, that's what I'm here for. Yes. Okay, so good. You got that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so that, as I remember, I think there are 13 separate occasions when the risen Lord Jesus appears to, uh, to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the 13 that the Bible talks about. Now, not all of them are described. Some are simply referenced. Yep. Uh, and so at some place, it uh, talks about how he appeared, first of all, to, to Cephas. Mm-hmm. But the Bible doesn't tell us, you know, uh, what happened when Jesus appeared to Peter. We'd love to know. That would have been a great conversation. That would have been. So, know? yeah. How did they leave that out? Um, he appeared to James, mm-hmm. you know, his brother. Again, mm-hmm. the Bible doesn't tell us. Paul just says that it happened. Mm-hmm. So, so and some then, are uh, described. But. And then it goes on and on. They're up to like 500 people, I think, exactly. mentions. Yeah, and he, uh, 500, most of whom are still alive, mm-hmm. Paul writes. Yeah. And again, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly what event that was. Okay. Uh, but it does tell us certain events. So, the, mm-hmm. you know, the one I preached on yesterday was about his appearance to... Uh, First to the apostles in the upper room on Easter Sunday evening. Yep. And then the week after that to the apostles and Thomas. And Thomas. The famous Doubting Thomas story. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, the road to Emmaus. 
you know, he appears to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Yes, that's a great story. Is um, that coming up soon? You know, I can't remember. It is that in be, the lectionary? It probably is. You know, normally yeah. these these ones come back all the time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one that you probably would be excited about this year, and that is when Jesus appears uh, on the shore, and he, you know, he waves to the the, the boys in the boat, and they they all come in. Oh yeah, uh, they them, jump in and he barbecues the for them. Exactly. Right. That's at um, yeah. That's yes. We went right. Yeah, because you were there. To the, Yes, the Church of the Malta. No, that's not the. Ch- it's the Peter. It's the, the Church, church of, of the Primacy of Peter. Yeah, think, right? it's the Church of the Primacy mm-hmm. of Peter, but, which is like right next door to the Church of Multiple. It is right. So they they're all, all right come there. Together, yes. Right? Okay, they're all right there. All right, excellent. So we are continuing on with these thirty sayings of the wise, and mm-hmm. again, your Bible might have a little bit different subheading. It's just a little section in towards the end of Proverbs, starting at verse or starting at. 22, chapter 22, verses 17, which we covered last time. It was the introduction. Yeah, kind of setting it up. Setting up. It's actually saying one, but it's sort of a prologue. Mm-hmm. So we did that last time, and today we are just going to discuss sayings 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, and they're very sort of disjointed. The way Proverbs works mm-hmm. is it's not like, except for maybe Proverbs 31, the chapter on the the, the wife. It's They're all kind of... All the chapters are very just lots of different boom, yeah. boom, boom, different wisdom. Yeah, and that's the strength and the weakness. You know, the strength yeah. is the proverbs are great; they're they're short, pithy sayings, mm-hmm. and so you can find one. Uh, we heard one last night at confirmation. You know, be not wise in your own eyes. Oh, I used to do that the Lord to the with all your heart. You know? Did somebody choose that as yeah. their verse? Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to say that to the kids all the time. Don't oh. be wise in your yeah. own eyes. You know, it's it's a fantastic saying, um, but the problem is when you uh, so 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 that there's these these wonderful golden nuggets mm-hmm. that you can memorize. For sure. Uh, but it's kind of like one nugget laid after another. Yeah. So there's not really necessarily a rhyme or reason to them. No. Um, so which makes it for kind of for kind of hard reading. If you're yeah. just reading through like two chapters at a time, it's uh, it can be kind of hard to read. Yeah. And so the way people, um, some people's practice is to do a chapter of Proverbs every day of the month because, you know, there's 31 chapters. So it works mm-hmm. really perfectly. You can do one chapter and get through it for a month. And some people do that continually as like maybe they do a psalm, Mm -hmm. they do a proverb, a chapter of Proverbs, I'm sorry, and then maybe something from the New Testament. I don't know. But anyways, if you are wanting to read the book of Proverbs, you can do it that way. You know, you can take one chapter each day and you will be done in in a month. Yeah, I think I did that for Lent Mm -hmm. once. I think I I Mm -hmm. read through Proverbs a couple times in Lent. Mm -hmm. And it was good because it was, it was, uh, Proverbs is one of those books that I tend to avoid Mm. uh, because it is kind of hard to read. I like to read big chunks of material. You love you know? stories, too. Yeah, I love stories. Mm-hmm. And there's really no narrative thread. No. So for me, Proverbs is difficult, and therefore I forced myself to go through it Good. once uh, once Lenten came mm-hmm. to came to appreciate it much more. Yes. Well, uh, it's great, great teaching. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why we're going through it. So let's see. Should you want to just read all the ones? Do you want to just take them one at a time? Let's take them one at a okay. time. Okay. Yeah. So read the first one. Okay. Now I have the ESV translation. Yes. So yours might be different. Right. So this is Proverbs 22, starting with verse 22. It says, Do not rob the poor because he is poor or crush the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their cause and rob the life of those who rob them. Ooh. Ooh yeah, I do like your mind yeah. says, and will exact life for life. Ooh. So it's similar. Yeah. Okay. So the point is here, what? Uh, so the point is, um, you know, do not rob the poor. Right? Right. That, that's the basic idea. Mm-hmm. Um, a word here just to set it up. So um, do not or crush the afflicted at the gate. Mm-hmm. And so in uh, in that culture, 
uh, the gate was the place where people would gather because they had yep. city walls. And so the gate is where everybody had to go come in mm -hmm. and out. It was kind of a bottleneck. Mm -hmm. And so public business was conducted in the gate. Yep. Uh, in our culture, in our you know Latin and Roman-based culture, it's the court. So the okay. courts originally, you know, now we think of it as a court of law, but originally it was just a court. It was a public gathering place, hmm. and that's where business was conducted. Okay. That's the origin of the word court. Did not know that. Uh, that's why I'm here. I right? know. And then same thing with a gate. So the okay. idea here is it has to do with justice. Do not rob the poor because he is poor, or crush the afflicted at the gate, that is, in the legal proceedings, right? Right. Uh, because the Lord will plead their cause and rob the life of those who rob them. Right. Uh, and so what we're looking for here is is justice. You know, God mm -hmm. warns those who have access to resources, you know, the best lawyers, the best defense, all the money, that kind of thing. Right. That, you know, there's a higher judge and that judge is me. So you better be cautious because mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking out for the poor. Well, and that's really important in our culture because, you know, as we're seeing even more and more, like, you know, the courts can be bought. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know, the rich can use all their influence right. and um, and they can exploit the poor. Yeah, absolutely. Often, right? Yeah. And, and, and this is, um, my footnote here says that in ancient Near East, which is the, the, um, the, the, the scholarly term for, you know, the, the ancient world, the ancient Near East, mm -hmm. uh, that there was the, these kind of sayings about, um, about not exploiting the poor are quite common. Yes, even in pagan cultures. But the difference is that the Bible is unique and that the Lord holds himself, the Lord holds himself up as the one who will ensure oh, justice. okay. Uh, so God, very early on, you know, one of the things that sets the Lord God of Israel uh, apart from all the other so-called gods of the ancient world mm -hmm. uh, is that God, God is in the corner of the poor. Okay. And of course, we see that in the Beatitudes. Right? The first mm -hmm. is, blessed are the poor, yes. for they shall inherit the earth. Mm -hmm. uh, and so God has, this, uh, God has a, a strong uh, opinion, uh, bias toward the poor, so to speak. Yes, and I mean, yes, anything, anything we read in Proverbs, we're going to be able to find evidence for either the way Jesus act mm -hmm. or other places in, in, in the scripture. And for sure, this one, yeah, the poor are talked about so much. Yeah. Um, you know, and even you think about one time when, G, when I think when Jesus did overturn the money tables, you know, they were exploiting the poor mm -hmm. because... Um, the one he actually threw down or whatever was the one for the doves or the pigeons, you know, yeah. and those were the sacrifices that only the poor could bring. Right. So it made him especially mad that the poor were being treated like that. Exactly. Right. And, you know, you and I, and, if, and of course, what we have to say here is that it's, it's a matter of justice. Mm -hmm. that what God wants is for people to be treated justly, all people the same. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you and I very early ran afoul of our ordaining church, the ELCA. Oh, we're always running yeah. afoul of them. <laughs> Because their option, you know, when we were interns, uh, the, the final thing is the approval interview. And one of the options was we had to talk about the preferential option for the poor. Oh, yes. Kind of a catchphrase back in the 90s, you know. So liberation theology. Yeah. Um, it's basically based on know. Marxism. You know, the idea yeah. that, uh, so in, instead of saying what, we're, we're what we are talking about here, where God is, uh, God is the God who ensures justice for all people. Okay. The preferential option for the poor was, well, God really is biased toward right. the poor against the rich, which yes. is basic class warfare. Right. Uh, you know, Marxism. And so you and I wrote against it, and that was uh, that was kind of the beginning of the end for us, well, I That think. was. Yeah. The, yeah, that was yeah. the beginning of the end. But these things go back. Yes. Okay, so much better where we're at now, though. Yes. So that's okay. So let's talk about wrath. Okay, so yeah, so that was saying number two. Let's move on to saying number three. You want to read it? Sure. Again, ESV. This is verse 24. 
Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Okay, well, let me also read it in the NIV just because I think it is helpful. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. (laughs) Do not associate with one easily angered. Or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Okay, so the point being, we are to not be real close to... Our friends, you know, we our, fl- our friends influence us. Mm-hmm. And this is saying don't get all up ensnared with someone who is easily angered. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is kind of a normal stage of at least boy development. Right. Well, so oh we were talking goodness. about these Proverbs Holy last cow. night at dinner. And um, one of our children said, <laughs> well, then we should get rid of another one of our children. <laughs> because, put him up for adoption. Yes, that's oh. what he said. Because oh. he has been lately uh, prone to anger over a video game, mm-hmm. which if you have boys, you probably know this all too well. Thankfully, the world of, what was it? Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Fortnite. Mainly that's oh, bypassed us. You've oh. heard us talk about that. That was a bad stage. We had to continually limit and take away things and horrible but anyways we still have one that can get rather upset over video games and so this other brother was saying well according to this proverb we are to put him up for adoption yeah and we said well you know that's not quite where god's going with Mm -hmm. this we think not quite yeah but it's you know a good try it's a good try but that does bring up the point is how do we what if it's like what if it's my spouse what if you had a major anger issue how do i not associate with you no that's tough and you know I, i have this is something i've really struggled with uh, was was learning to get control of my anger, learning to, con- learning to get control of my temper, and that's a hard one. You know, if um, you know, if if your mom, your dad, your husband, your wife, uh, your kids, mm-hmm. your brothers, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, if, if they are easily angered, well, you know, they're blood. I mean, you right. got to associate with right. them. So what do you do? Well, I think your point being that then you work on it, right? You yeah. work on it yourself, and you can only start with yourself. Mm-hmm. You work on it yourself, and you hope that that. Uh, trickles down and it does that's the whole point of this proverb Mm -hmm. is that our behavior influences other people yeah and so if it's you if it's you who has this problem then you certainly need to work on yourself and work on your anger and work on your words and therefore that will trickle down into the rest of your friendships and family right yeah absolutely Uh, because as as it says about anger you know it it, uh, lest you entangle yourself in a snare and it does trip you up you know Mm -hmm. you end up doing and saying things that you Later regret. Exactly. It really trips you up. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder, too, if it's kind of a, a, a prerequisite, a requirement for basketball coaches. Because <laughs> you, know, you and I sat in on many, many a basketball game these last couple of years. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever seen such an... Yeah, like, basketball coaches an, are much different than football coaches. Oh Correct. Such an easily angered group of people in my right. life. I wonder if that's just because the speed of the game is like faster and you have to react quickly. I don't know, but that is true. And of course, you know, there's the infamous like Bobby Knight type syndrome, Mm -hmm. right? So yeah, yeah, maybe they need to read this one. Yeah, I mean, because a lot of times that was that was more entertaining than the game, which is watching the coaches, you know, right, stalk up and down. But right, well, and then we can translate this again to Jesus. So Jesus, the way he, the way he. Um, was going to teach people was through relationship and living, you know, being with them mm-hmm. for three years. He was with them so that his character would like rub off on yeah. theirs. And that's what we're talking about here. And, um, you know, Jesus, he, he called them, the he called us all, but he called them friends, right? At the end, he says, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. friends. And this idea that it's in friendship that we um, model character mm-hmm. and, and become better, right? Yeah. So, you know, follow me and I'll show you what to do. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's what he's asking us to do. So instead of walking in anger, try to walk in self-control. You know, mm-hmm. Of course, anger is an emotion, right? So you, we get angry about things. Yeah. But it's the expressing of that emotion that right. we can control. Right, exactly. And that's something I've learned to do. Yeah. Well, it's not like part. you were... Yeah, I mean, we don't want to... You weren't crazy, but... No, yes. but, you know, from... From the interior perspective, there was oh, a lot okay. of turmoil. Oh, okay, so. turmoil, inner turmoil. Inner turmoil. Okay, well, good. Let's move on. Saying right. number four, you want to read it? Yeah. So one one word about that. If uh, we encourage you to memorize things, and I would say memorize verses twenty four and twenty five. Yeah, well, we'll get back to that. Oh, okay. We'll get back to that. We oh, we said we were going right. to do a memory each time, oh, okay. and this doesn't have today's don't have a great memory, but we are going to go back to that. So let's we'll do that at the end. Well, now you've made me angry. I know. <laughs> well, don't express it. <laughs> okay. Okay, go ahead. All right. So we're on, what, 20... Oh, yours doesn't say like six. saying four. Saying nope. Oh, I'm sorry. Saying four is 26 and 27. Okay. Be not one who gives pledges or who puts up security for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should your bed be taken from under you? <laughs> I love it. Mine says, yeah, your very bed will be snatched from under you. Basically, that's kind of like the shirt off your back. It's yeah. sort of like the last thing you have. But um, here we're talking about debt, which is mm-hmm. something you know I just love, Dave yes. Ramsey. So. Yes, you do. Well, and, and to, you know, he's, he helped us out. Yes, Turned this, life around. yes, this is not actually his verse that he quotes all the time, but it ties up with his verse, which is, I'm just going to, it's 22 something, I remember. Oh, here it is. The borrower is slave to the lender. He, that's his famous mm-hmm. verse, twenty-two-seven. The borrower is slave to the lender, yep. meaning, if you um, are in debt to someone, then you know you are in some way enslaved to them. He always talks about how Thanksgiving dinner doesn't taste the same if you owe someone sitting there money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's exactly what this saying is talking about. Not in, not only your own debt, but this is putting it one step further. Don't like co-sign mm-hmm. don't don't um it says put up security for debts which i think is another way of saying like co-signing yeah 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 and so and so don't don't co-sign it because mm-hmm. uh if it all goes south well your, your name's on the documents so they're going to take your stuff right yeah. and and you know dave ramsey as a christian his big thing is um even in families he discourages this like that's what my point was about the thanksgiving table he's mm-hmm. saying there's just you know things don't go well and there's bad blood in a mm-hmm. family if you've got this going on um his he's not to say that you don't help your family he would um recommend if you're gonna go in this direction just give the money as a gift mm-hmm. because once you put strings attach it and it's debt and all this things change very quickly yeah. so mm-hmm. that's his opinion but i'm just saying that but anyways this deals with co-signing on loans right mm-hmm. and it's good it's good wisdom mm-hmm. yeah, it it's, is. it's very good wisdom you got to be careful what you do with your money because yep. it can it can come back to bite you in the rear end right so. and once again to bring it into jesus we all know that jesus talked about money more than any other single thing except yeah. the kingdom of god so it's not like this is some arbitrary thing about That's debt i mean these are serious points and they they definitely affect your life absolutely yeah absolutely okay uh, here's one that I think is really fascinating. It's verse 28. Do, oh, yes. All right. Do not move the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. Yes. And that's it. That's all it is. That's the one I kind of thought we should memorize because it's so important, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about. But okay. it's just so short and it just doesn't have that extra punch. No. So, uh, yeah, most of them are kind of couplets. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's two lines. This is just a That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. singlet. Yes, a singlet. Uh, so do not move the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. And it's largely repeated in the next chapter, 23 verse 10. Do not move an ancient landmark or enter the fields of the fatherless for the redeemer is strong. Okay. 
Uh, and so the ancient landmarks, like what in the world is that all about? Right. Well, I'm here for you, I tell you. Okay. Uh, and so in my in my personal devotions, I have been reading through the Old Testament three chapters a day. Mm. And so I'm flipping back to where I was a couple of weeks ago here. And this is from the book of Leviticus. Okay. Oh, exciting. So the book of Leviticus says this. This is Leviticus chapter 25, verse 23. The land shall not be sold in perpetuity, for the land is mine, says the Lord. For you are strangers and sojourners with me in all the country you possess. You shall allow a redemption of the land. Mm. And so here's, here's kind of what's behind the thing about do not move the ancient landmark. Uh, is that the holy land belongs to the Lord. Uh, it doesn't belong to the people of Israel. And time and time again, as I'm reading through my, my devotions, even just today, God says that I will bring you, the land that I will bring you in to take possession of it. Uh, that I will drive out from you the Girgashites, the, Hiv the Hivites, the Jebusites, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. I will drive them away and I will give the land to you that you can take possession of it. Okay. It's the um, Lord's, but he's giving the it to Lord's, them. It's the Lord's, right? You know, Got vineyards it. you did not plant, cisterns you did <coughs> yes. not dig. So, so this is, it doesn't belong to the people. It belongs to the Lord, okay. which is why it's called the Holy, Holy land. land, right? It belongs to the Lord. And then the Lord gives it to his people to be an inheritance. Okay. Uh, but that inheritance is decided by, you know, by lot. And then once it's decided, those boundaries are set. Okay. Uh, and then this kind of gets back to our previous thing about debt. You know, yes. People would fall into debt. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes all you had left was your land. And so they would sell the land for a while. But there was something called the year of jubilee. Yeah. Every 50 years. Uh, where everything, all those, the slate would be wiped clean. clean. Mm -hmm. All the debts would be repaid and people would, would come back. Uh, and so what this is saying is, you know, the land shall not be sold in perpetuity. That, you know, you can sell the land for a while. If you're in a debt, that's all you have, you can sell it. But then in the year of Jubilee, it reverts back to the original owner because I am the Lord and it's oh, mine okay. and this is the people I've given it to. Right. So a person who's moving the ancient landmark is really trying to steal not only from his or her neighbor, but trying to steal from the Lord. Yes. Saying, no, this is mine. Right. Uh, and and, and uh, get more land not only for himself, but then for all his future generations. Okay. So it's really stealing from the Lord. Hmm. And then here's a cool little thing I just noticed, which I'd seen this back in December. So in the year of Jubilee, it says specifically this. Uh, oh, come on. Aha. This is uh, Leviticus 25, verse 10. Mm -hmm. uh, the year of Jubilee, when each of you shall return to his property and each of you return to his clan. Well, who can you think of who returned to his property and to his clan? Jesus? Yeah, remember in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. And so Joseph oh, went from the, thinking, the city okay. of Nazareth okay. to, to the city of, of David in Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage oh, okay. of David. Oh, very right? neat. And so I wonder if... Hmm. Uh, one of the things that, that brought Mary and Joseph from Nazareth to Bethlehem was that it was the year of Jubilee. Jubilee. And if that's the case, then Jesus was born in the year of redemption. Well, I'm sure that is the case because that's the way the scriptures work. I mean, that's, cool? yes, yeah, so look that's, at that'll that. That'll preach. That'll preach. Yeah. Um, but that, the point being that God does take care of the poor, right? I mean, this, mm -hmm. this, is, this is one of those instances. He had these years of Jubilee where debt would be canceled. Also, the, uh, around their fields, they were supposed to you know, not take all of the wheat or whatever it was. They were supposed to leave a little section, mm -hmm. a little margin for the poor to be able to come and get something, correct? Correct, right. They, they weren't to, um, what's the word, reap all the way to the edges. They're yeah. supposed to leave a margin, right. uh, not reap into the corners. Right, you know? for this very reason. Yeah, so that yeah. people, uh, so that people could provide for themselves, and that's kind of the setting of the Book of Ruth. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. So that's the like the physical mm -hmm. um, 
teaching in this in this proverb but really there's a spiritual one too and you know he says don't move an ancient boundary line i mean we shouldn't destroy tradition yeah. just for the sake of destroying it and that's exactly what's happening right now right yeah. and that's what will always happen when you have tyranny because like that's why they knock down statues is because yeah. they want to completely divorce us from history from our history right that's a very good point thank you preach it sister i yes, like it thank you yeah but so it's saying don't move the ancient boundary stones don't um don't get rid of tradition just for for the sake of doing that and you know even in your own families they, psychologists have said like children who grow up like knowing their history and knowing family stories and stuff are much more mentally sound They're, they mm -hmm. don't suffer from uh, mental illness as much um and it's the same thing here like we need to we need to know our stories we don't need to rename like everything right. and knock down statues and stuff um because there's an importance to that's, that's the whole yeah, I like word the, of the bible right we need the, to know these stories the ancient landmark that showed that yeah i like that mm -hmm. oh, I know. wow that's good that'll preach thank you yeah. look at that we got two sermons out of I this know. today look at this man okay, we're on a roll today we are oh we got one more and we're running kind one of one more we so. are going long here okay let's do it all right so it's verse uh 29. 29 do you see a man skillful in his work he will stand before kings he will not stand before obscure men Ooh, I like that. Mine says before officials of low rank. Okay, so obscure men. Got yeah. it. Okay. So two things I want to say about this. Is, mm -hmm. First is notice how many times these questions are put forward as, the, these proverbs are put forward as rhetorical, rhetorical uh -huh. questions. Do you see this? Right? Right. And that's just very, very characteristic uh, of the Old Testament and therefore of Jewish culture. Sure. You know, if you think about... Oh, the uh, Passover starts its questions, yeah, right? Uh, the, the, yeah. These questions. Why do we eat this so, way? Why do we do this? Yeah. Do you see a man skillful in his mm -hmm. work? You know, it's it's very very uh, typical of that that style. Okay. Yeah. So um, so the the proverb here is about uh, pursuing excellence in all we do. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He'll not stand before obscure men. And so mm -hmm. we want to pursue excellence. That, that if God has given us a skill, we want to perfect it and do it as best as we can. Right. And we get that again in the New Testament. The, the what we what we learn physically in the Old Testament, we learn spiritually in the New Testament. Colossians says that we are not to work as if working for to please men, right? But do mm -hmm. everything unto the Lord, right. right? As if you're working for the Lord, even if you're doing laundry, which is I'm going to be doing a lot of today, mm -hmm. or you know mowing or whatever you're mm -hmm. doing. We do everything unto the Lord, and then also uh, Jesus, you know, talked about if we were going to be tr if we were trustworthy in small things how much more we would be entrusted with, right? That's right. So uh, uh, he who is trustworthy in a little shall be trustworthy in much. Right. Yeah. So it matters, right, okay. how you do just the day-to-day -day tasks yeah. and, and the so, things. So here's a day-to-day -day task to memorize, yes, let's memorize a proverb. All right. So do you want to use my version or your version? Well, that's a great question. Hmm, we should have come up with that before. Well, you've got yours open. Right. Let's do yours. All right. So this is the proverb we're suggesting you memorize is the one about anger. And so it's uh, verses 24 and 25, mm -hmm. ESV. Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Right. And my advice to you for memorizing is, remember, it's just really two things uh, that are when it's always repeated the second time for emphasis. Uh, so yeah. this, and then moreover this. Right. So make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man. It's the same thing, just yeah, kind of emphasized. Just kind of doubled, yep. Lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. So it's really just the same thing, but then repeated in a slightly different way for emphasis. 
Okay. And just to remind you why we're doing this, in, in the prologue, you know, it says, for it is pleasing when you keep them, these words, in your heart and have all of them ready on your lips. So mm-hmm. we've talked before about the importance of memorizing. We just thought it would be fun to do one verse or one section each week. This is short. And, you know, it, this is good for you just to, it'll check, keep your own anger in check. If you've memorized these words mm-hmm. and you're thinking about them and they just pop up in you, then if you start to boil over or something you've got this wonderful do not make friends with a hot-tempered person like let that not be me it'll just be a check on your own self all right hey can i tell a 30 second story 30 second story all right. so very early it better on, not be the air conditioner no no, no okay I'll save that for later. <laughs> you've preached uh no no and so so quick story you know when, when we were first having little kids you know toddlers are it's it's a lot of work a lot of work uh and so i very quickly learned to uh, rather <clears throat> to to count down from 10 oh, yes. so that i wouldn't get upset one two three four five six seven eight nine yeah, ten and then i yes. And, you know, my, my kids have taken that up from now. For and so, sure. And so what, what did Johnny used to say? Well, Johnny changed it to one, two, three, four, changing, one, two, three, four, changing the room, which I've written about in one of my books about how he, he was, that was so smart because he took it into a whole different room. He would, he, not only his spirit had to change, but he just physically removed oh. himself. One, two, three, four, changing, one, two, three, four, changing the room. And then why this was brought up again, they do make fun of you for they this. They do. But yes. Sam did it the other night. He says one of the boys was driving him nuts. And I heard him go, one, two, three, four. That's progress. Yeah, that that's is big progress. progress. So, anyways, we'll leave you with that. But, um, uh, oh, yeah, we will talk about you're going to Florida today. So, you can yep. talk about that when you come when back. I get back. Yeah, he's going to a church conference. So, we will oh. hear about that next week.